It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Joining us now to talk about all the things that are happening and what the Biden administration probably isn't doing is Ambassador John Bolton. Uh, Ambassador, what a mess we are in right now. I, I, I look at I've never it's like the world's on fire between Ukraine, Israel, everything that's going on. The ambassador is one knowledgeable person. I mean, you have our secretary of state. He's going to Saudi. He's going to Iran. He's going uh, to Israel. What the heck is he going on? I mean, if anybody knows, you know, Ambassador. Well, thanks. Glad to be with you again. Look, I, I think the administration is missing the bubble here on both the war in Ukraine and, and the war in the Middle East. And I think right now, one thing that should concern us all is uh, that what is coming to be the closure of the Red Sea to international maritime traffic. BP has said it's not going to send its tankers through. Several of the big commercial shipping lines have done the same. Uh, and the Houthis, the people who are firing missiles and drones at these uh, massive ships going through the Red Sea to the Suez Canal, if they close that waterway to traffic, 12 percent of the world's commerce is affected. Energy prices could skyrocket. Uh, and the Houthis have said quite explicitly, we're doing this to help Hamas against Israel. Now, the, the United States has uh, has tried to put together a maritime escort force. That's fine. But until the Houthis pay a price for firing these drones and missiles, they'll continue to do it. And until Iran pays a price, uh, they'll continue to supply the Houthis. So there, there is a direct uh, uh, impact of this war in the Middle East on America, about which for over two months we've done next to nothing. Mr. Ambassador, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. Good to talk to you again, sir. What is behind the delusion of this administration, the Obama administration, to see about making a deal with Iran? What do they think they're ever going to have a realistic deal? Well, I think it's a kind of theology with them. That's why they entered the 2015 nuclear deal, which was a sweetheart deal for Iran from the beginning. It's why they've uh, tried to bribe the regime with uh, with releasing $6 billion of assets to get five American hostages who were unjustly detained from the beginning, released by the Iranians some months ago. Uh, and why, in addition to not taking effective action to keep uh, the Red Sea open to freedom of the seas, we've watched in the past uh, two months since, since the attack uh, by Hamas, uh, at least 90 incidents in Syria and Iraq where American military or civilian personnel have been attacked by Shia militia groups, to which we have responded all of five or six times uh, with pinprick strikes inside Syria or Iraq. We have never yet made the Iranians pay the cost, all out of fear that they will be upset with us, that we won't be able to go back into the 2015 nuclear deal. Uh, and, and and that somehow or another the the uh, that that Hamas will be deterred from cutting a deal with Israel. I mean, I think the whole thing is delusional. Yeah, you know what, uh, Ambassador John Bolton, this is shocking. I want to go back to what um, Governor Pataki was in studio with us, and also Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. This, to me, is an amazing moment. Just about an hour or two ago, John Kirby at the White House in the White House press briefing was asked an obvious question. Why did the Biden administration in 2021, they took the Hootsies who are firing at us and all these other ships in the Red Sea, they took them off the terrorist watch list. I mean, why in God's green name would you do that? And now after all these attacks, we've had almost 100 attacks, they have not even hurried up and put them back on 
given everything we're seeing, Iran is backing them. Iran is backing Hamas. Iran is backing Hezbollah. I, I mean, it, it to me would be an obvious. I would put them back on in five seconds. I wouldn't have taken them off. Why? And, no, and, he, and he still struggled with the answer. Yeah, no, you're look, you're exactly right. And in fact, I have an op ed in the Washington Post tomorrow that makes exactly the point you just made about the Houthis. Uh, They were taken off because uh, the Houthis have gotten somehow this international uh, aura of being the victims of Saudi Arabia and 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 the United Arab Emirates as if they have a humanitarian need that that others don't have. Whereas, in fact, the only reason the Houthis have any capabilities at all either in the civil war in Yemen or against our ships and commercial traffic in the Red Sea is because the Iranians arm them, equip them, train them and finance them. I mean, this is very straightforward. And it's part all of this is part of what the Iranians called the ring of fire strategy around Israel, designed by Qasem Soleimani, no longer with us, thanks to the United States. Ambassador, let me ask you this question. How hard would it be if we engaged with the Houthis, and took them out. Is this a big military deal? Well, I don't think so, but they're, they're a pretty mobile group. I think the, many of the uh, missiles that they're launching come from mobile sites so they can fire a few and then take off. But it's, it's not impossible, and uh, we're pretty good at finding locations like that. But I say again, after we let the Houthis know uh, in no uncertain terms, we don't uh, want to see any more of the, these attacks on ships in the Red Sea, I think in Iran, they need to pay a price, too. The Iranians think the Houthis, Hamas, the Iraqi Shia groups are expendable. Uh, The Iranians themselves, they think, are not expendable. So I think uh, hitting targets in Iran, not to overthrow the regime, let's everybody not get excited, but to go after and make them pay a price helps establish deterrence. If we don't do that, uh, military officers have been quoted uh, anonymously in the past couple of days saying the only reason we've escaped a mass casualty incident is luck. And luck is not a strategy. We're inviting Americans to be killed by the Iranians, and maybe then we'll respond. That's not good enough. We need to establish deterrence now to prevent harm to Americans. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Ambassador, uh, uh, the fact that oil was headed down, down, it was down to $69 a barrel in the States. And because of this Red Sea crisis, it's up to $74, $75 a barrel. I mean, it, it makes all the OPEC nations richer by $5 a barrel. I mean, is this coincidence or is this they'll leave it, let the Houthis do what they want to do? Well, it's certainly good for Iran and for Russia. There's no no doubt about that as well. And, and uh, you know, really, because because at least some ships had been transiting through the Red Sea and the Suez Canal, I think a true cutoff, and we, we may not be at that point, but I've got to believe, uh, and John, you're, you would know this for sure, that maritime insurance rates must be going through the ceiling. Yep. So if, if they can effectively close the Red Sea, uh, I think energy prices are going to go up even higher than that. Wow. I think, Ambassador, you're 100% right. Uh, it's going to mm. take, it takes two weeks to go around uh, Africa to get to their destination, and that right. adds a lot of cost. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.